This podcast is brought to you in part by Surewinder. Surewinder takes great pride in producing high-quality tools that keep you safe and make your life easier. Let them shoulder the burden of winding your springs with a power drill. Hey guys, welcome back to Torsion Talk Podcast. This is Ryan, your host, and today I've got Connor Duffy from a brand that some of you guys may be familiar with, Duralift. How are you, Connor? Doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. You and I spoke uh, a little bit, uh, I think a week ago or so, and I was uh, did a little bit of digging. You guys are, are well known on the consumer market. Tell us a little bit about uh, Duralift and the parent company and how you guys got into the industry. Sure, yeah, glad to be here. Um, yeah, Duralift is a brand uh, that we came up with, uh, I think it was early 2016. Um, so we, uh, we've we been selling garage door parts to a lot of the, uh, the OE door manufacturers uh, for the last 20 years. And, uh, you know, I joined the company Around uh, six years ago, you know, we had the concept of, you know, hey, let's start an aftermarket parts brand, uh, Duralift, where we actually sell premium garage door parts to homeowners and uh, door dealers uh, direct. Um, the concept of Duralift, I mean, Dura, durability, um, and then lifting. Um, so we uh, sell all sorts of door parts. Uh, we specialize in garage door rollers, uh, weather seals, torsion springs, um, just all the moving parts on the door. And uh, we really try to differentiate those parts um, with different features uh, that I think we're going to dive into today. Awesome. And you guys have made a huge push into the consumer uh, market. So uh, you guys are selling on Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Amazon, Tell me a little bit about that, and I know you guys were selling direct to, like, OEMs and stuff. What made you guys go into the retail side? Yeah, so, I mean, if you go into any of the big hardware stores, um, Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, they sell rollers in two packs. You know, it's hard to find a weather seal in the actual garage door aisle, um, you know, different things like that. They don't sell any of the torsion springs direct. Um, so yeah, we saw a, uh, a gap in the market where, you know, there really wasn't a lot of branding going on, you know, besides, you know, these retailers, uh, private label. Um, so yeah, we just, we thought it would be a good idea to, you know, launch a premium parts brand. Um, and it really has taken off, um, especially on e-commerce, people are able to, you know, purchase parts and things like that direct. And, uh, so now we've built the brand name up so much that uh, we actually have dealers purchasing direct from us on, you know, Amazon prime and, you know, picking it up at, in the home Depot stores or things like that. So, um, yeah, it has been an interesting shift, um, to see the, the brand start to, uh, make, make it appealing for uh, dealers. So who's your target? I mean, is it everybody in the door industry and OEMs and consumers? Are you going after all three or are you guys trying to focus in one or two directions? 
Yeah, so with Duralift, um, mostly it's going to be uh, homeowners, um, you know, private businesses, bars, places like that that are, you know, requiring, you know, they're looking for a, you know, garage door roller, for example, that is going to have a longer life, better performance um, than what is out there. Uh, typically, you know, on an original manufactured door or, you know, on a shelf in a Home Depot. And then, yes, we also um, – are marketing ourselves direct to dealers. Um, you know, we're, we're not really going after the distribution model, but uh, just kind of more of a direct model. That's awesome. I mean, if you're, if you can conquer kind of all three, uh, I think that's a huge win for you guys. And anytime like a manufacturer can sell direct to consumers in a good way, I think that's a huge win for you guys for profit margin. You know, the, the biggest thing is you don't see a lot of manufacturers who are really good at marketing their products or distribution for that matter. Um, they're either really good usually at, at building a product, but not great at marketing or distribution, or they're really good at marketing and distribution and lack the product side. You guys kind of seem to have it all, the quality product, the distribution, the marketing. I mean, just from me doing the research on you guys, it seems like you guys are doing a good job all the way around. I imagine you guys are a fairly large company just based on what we're seeing. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, we've got a couple different uh, distribution centers, uh, in Ohio, Kentucky. Uh, we've got an LA warehouse. Um, we do bring a lot of product in, uh, from China, like the stamped metal goods. Um, so we have an office in Shanghai as well. Um, that helps coordinate the logistics over there. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, the sales and the marketing is done in, out of the Cincinnati office here. And, um, yeah, it really has been interesting to see, you know, we, we really scaled the business up for, you know, hundreds of orders a day and things like that. So now that we have that capacity, it's really, you know, all, all hands on deck to, you know, kind of keep making the brand uh, visible to, you know, as many people as we can. I like the fact that we can order parts online. You'd be shocked. The suppliers that I buy from where I have to either email in or call in an order. Um, if they do have online ordering for the most part, a lot of them are very difficult and clunky. Um, and so I'm excited to see you guys and what you're doing. Um, do you guys, so you sell to consumers and you're using third parties uh, a lot to do that. And then uh, you guys have direct to OEM wholesale, and then you guys have direct to dealer wholesale. Uh, Is there an easy system for us as dealers to log in and order online? Yeah. Uh, So we have a website, uh, garagepartsplus.com, all spelled out. Um, we have a members only section there. Um, so we'll create, um, a page for this podcast. Um, we'll make it, you know, garageparksplus.com slash torsion talk. Um, so anybody listening can go in, um, submit a form, uh, on that page. And then we, you know, have a team that'll go in, we'll tag your account as a, uh, you know, dealer account. Um, and then you'll basically be able to log in, uh, at your convenience. Uh, place an order just like you would on any e-commerce website, and then we'll have a uh, 
a discount. Don't uh, give that out yet. We're we're yeah, we're gonna tease them, <laughs> tease them, tease them. You gotta string them along. We gotta keep them on the podcast till the end, right? So, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, so so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a members only section. Uh, you know, for listeners and dealers like that. There you go. So teaser, they've uh, they've agreed to put a pretty aggressive discount on top of their already great pricing uh, on rollers and products or whatever. Um, so we're going to get to that here toward the end. I do want to talk, excuse me, give me one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I do want to talk about rollers for a second because that's how I found out about you guys um, was rollers and you guys are a big player in the roller game. Am I right? Yes, sir. So I want to yeah. talk about quality rollers because I don't really care about the crap rollers. Um, yep. So I'm looking here at Home Depot. I'm, I imagine you guys supplied them with all these graphics and stuff, which is phenomenal. Uh, Ultra Life Max 2-inch nylon garage door roller with sealed 6200ZZ bearing and 4-inch stem, uh, steel stem. So let's talk about, let's talk about rollers for just a second. And, and, and I want to, I want to take it from a, a product side. I don't know everything there is to know about, uh, bearings and, and the manufacturing and development of the rollers. So, uh, what makes this roller so much better than the crap rollers that, uh, you can get anywhere? Yeah. So, uh, the ultra life max, um, is how we refer to it. Uh, internally, but um, again, with Duralift, the whole concept of the brand is to try to, you know, make something special um, that is better than other rollers out there. Um, so what we've done with this, it's a uh, it's a nylon wheel, number one. Um, so nylon is not, you know, commonly installed uh, on a new door. Um, you typically have like the plastic wheel with no bearing or a metal wheel that's right. loud on the tracks and things like that. Um, so the nylon is a nice feature, um, to, you know, make a quiet opening and closing of the door. It does well in cold or hot temperatures. Um, so it just holds up well over time, uh, with the nylon wheel. Um, and then inside that wheel is a 6200ZZ bearing. So this is a bearing that is common in, you know, many industries besides, uh, garage door. I mean, you see it in uh, you know different things like table saw motors, like assembly lines, stationary bikes, things like that. So this bearing is built for you know high use uh, applications, high weight uh, load situations. Um, so the 6200ZZ has eight ball bearings um, in the bearing assembly. Uh, there are also two cages that hold those ball bearings into place. So that's where uh, the performance really comes in is the uh, cages. Uh, so they're holding those ball bearings in place. And, you know, they, this is like rated, you know, to the 800-pound dynamic load. I mean, you can really put these on heavy doors. Um, we have it rated the standard for the garage door industry uh, for a 110-pound door. So uh, we quote, and have tested uh, these rollers as having uh, 200,000 uh, cycle rating um, for a 110-pound door. So that's compared to your typical 
cycle rating of 10,000 cycles, which is, uh, you know, required for uh, asthma, just like the standard for a new door. Right. Um, so you're getting 20 times uh, the cycle rating on this roller. So you can see where it's appealing to, you know, somebody with a carriage style wood door, if you've got a view through glass door on a bar or a garage, you know, so it's just, uh, it's kind of cool um, to see the different applications that these do get installed on. Um, finally, uh, on top and under that ZZ bearing, uh, we cap it. So we have a plastic cap uh, that you play, that is placed directly over the bearing. And, um, you know, that helps prevent dust and grime from getting into the bearing over time. Cause I mean, every garage that I've been into gets dusty and dirty, um, over time. But, uh, you know, so this helps prevent anything from entering that bearing assembly. And then we also have a cap on the back of the bearing um, that achieves the same and effect. And that's, that's, so, <clears throat> that's the black O-ring looking thing that I'm looking at in the picture. Is that right? The yeah. inside cap? So, yeah. So that's Great visual, be, that's by the way. Popular uh, roller for sure. And uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from the field. That's great. And so is it completely sealed? Are we talking a complete seal? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, let's call it a two-inch outer diameter on the wheel. Uh, the seal is about, you know, inch, inch and a half covering that entire bearing. So Nice. That's awesome, man. I mean, I think as professionals, the more we can know about our products, the better. Uh, and, and how many bearings are in this roller? Did you already say that? Yeah, so it's an eight ball bearing. Um, okay. it, it's a little confusing because you do see uh, rollers out there with 11 balls, with 13 balls. Um, but really the difference with the 6200ZZ bearing type um, are those cages that hold the bearings in place. Uh, when you look inside an 11 ball or 13 ball roller that is pretty popular, uh, those bearings are loose and they rub against each other. Mm-hmm. Um so you do not get the load rating or the uh, you know cycle performance um, as you would with that those cages holding the eight balls in place. Nice, great to know, man. I, I I mean I'm learning. That's the whole point of this podcast is to learn. I'm sure there's guys out there that already know it all and they don't have to listen. But Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer USA.com. That's S O M M E R USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 766 6607. Point of this podcast is to learn. I'm sure there's guys out there that already know it all and 
they don't have to listen. But for me, this is super educational. I'm really enjoying it. Um, because when you're standing there talking to a customer and you're having these conversations about the difference between the rollers, there's some people who really want you to get into the specifics and, and the more, you know, what you're talking about, I genuinely feel like that puts you in a better position to win the job. And yeah, maybe this is something simple like a roller, but, um, that's a win. And so I really appreciate you breaking this down. You guys have some great photos on your website, uh, garage door, uh, let's see, garage parts plus.com. I'm on the uh, garage door rollers. And, uh, if you scroll down about 25% of the way, you got nylon garage door roller bearing types, and it really shows a good breakdown between the 13 ball bearing and a visual of how they're kind of up against each other versus the dual cage, uh, bearing. And, uh, so the visual helps, I would recommend you guys go there and take a look at the eight ball bearing, uh, dual cage 6,200 ZZ, um, bearing graph or photo uh, to give you guys an idea of what that visually looks like. And this roller is made in different uh, stem lengths as well as um, diameter of the, the actual roller itself. You got three inch on this one too, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, yeah, we have a two inch wheel. We have a three inch wheel. Then we also sell them in both the uh, four inch and the seven inch stem. Do you recommend these you know. for commercial application? Yeah, especially the uh, three-inch roller. So that's actually a uh, 6201 ZZ bearing. Um, and then, yeah, that's used in, you know, warehouses, loading docks, things like that. Okay. Very nice. Uh, and then you guys sell rubber bottom seal as opposed to um, the vinyl. And... I've got a question for you when it comes to bottom seal and not to get too deep in product, but I do think it's important. Uh, you know, that's probably one of our biggest like nags that we have in our industry, or at least for my business is, you know, we're constantly taking doors out like old wood doors that settled down into cracks and, uh, slopes of, of the, the concrete and, you know, customers, they, when we take that door out and we put in a new door, you know, uh, I always tell my guys, you know, you're, you're measuring the highest point of the concrete. And if we have more than roughly a one inch, uh, slope or dip, uh, we need to bring it to the customer's attention and let them know so that when we install the door, it's not a surprise, right. And that we may need to go with, you know, four or five inch seal or seven or nine. Um, but also another issue that we have is when, when the doors are being put together, they strap them, the straps are tight around the bottom seal and, and, uh, you know, around here, I commonly hear door installers, uh, that we've either had work here or, um, you know, just in conversation. And I think it's a crazy conversation. I don't know that I want to tell my customers this, but they, you know, the conception or the, I guess the way to get out of it for an installer from what I've heard is, you know, oh, they let it heat up and keep it keep it closed for a few days, uh, but our customers don't like that, right? I mean, that, that's not that's not an acceptable answer for me. Um, what is it about uh, the rubber bottom seal that would give me an advantage or help me get around uh, some of these issues where uh, maybe we have uneven concrete or we're experiencing shrinkage on the ends? 
uh, or the uh, hard flattening, um, dry rotting of the seal. Are you experiencing any of that? Does the rubber seal fix any of those problems? Can you help me give give me some information about the rubber versus the uh, the stuff we're putting in now? Sure. Yeah. So uh, rubber versus vinyl. Um, so ours is made of you know 100% EPDM rubber. Um, so again, it was you know we're trying to come up with products that are differentiated and you know more durable, long lasting way for the industry. Um, so we identified, you know, just using this 100% EPTM rubber, you know, we make it out, we make it in uh, Ohio, so it's the U.S. made product for us. Um, rubber, you know, just in general keeps its shape and lasts much longer uh, versus vinyl. I think we've all seen the vinyl seals over time. You know, if you get one that's been on a door for 10 years, I mean, that thing is flat. Um, you've got you know, rodents that have gnawed on it and there's holes and things like that. Um, the rubber really does uh, keep its shape over time. Um, we've run tests. I mean, I have one, uh, I have a double door at like my house. I have installed a rubber seal on one door and then a vinyl seal on the other. And it's just, I mean, it's really all you need. Um, so you can see that on our website too, just some of the, uh, the images there. But um, yeah, the rubber just really keeps its shape over time. Um, it has the elasticity out of the box. Um, it doesn't need time to, you know, break down or anything like that. It comes out supple and, you know, sealed very easily um, on that initial install. Um, you know, it's got more resistance to environmental factors, you know, ozone, weathering, ultraviolet, uh, things like that. So it really, it just does its job, which is sealing the bottom of your garage door uh, better for longer. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's where we're at with the rubber. Um, like you said, with the concrete, I mean, we sell a, uh, three and a half inch wide, uh, you know, T double T weather seal. So, I mean, that gives you about an inch and a half, uh, tall, you know, bulb that to seal. So, I mean, that gives you, you know, a good amount for any sort of lance in the driveway or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely see rubber as a, material to vinyl awesome and then you guys sell springs uh looks like and this is a controversial thing in our industry of course but uh selling springs to the public have you guys bumped into any legal issues or um problems doing that no um i mean really the the big retailers don't sell them in the stores it's uh, pretty much online exclusive product um so we we do recommend to customers to uh, get the springs professionally installed. Um, so, I mean, you have the customer who's looking for, you know, he'll, he'll purchase the spring and then you can, um, you know, have a dealer come install the spring for you. We do have a lot of guys who try to figure it out, but, um, you know, and then if they call us with any issues, we just, you know, recommend to go to a professional. Um, so yeah, it's definitely an intimidating thing, I think, for a lot of homeowners, but, uh, you know, it's been a pretty good program for us. Yeah. So you guys highlight, uh, springs, rollers, bottom seal installation kits, which are hardware boxes. It looks like, and then uh, decorative hardware. And you guys are putting your stamp on some magnetic stuff. Um, do you like the magnetic stuff? I, I'll tell you uh, just a quick story. I tried it on one of my doors and, uh, you know, it wasn't horrible, but the ones I used, 
actually uh, rub through a layer of paint that we put on the door and then rub through a layer of paint that was originally on the door and you could see all the way down to the metal. Um, so I'd like to talk about that. And then my son who's six uh, drives me crazy. He's a nut anyway, but he would actually move him around to put a smiley face on our door so that when I came home, the hinges were the mouth and the handles were the nose. And um, every day I'd have to close the door, change them, put them back <laughs> and go in the house. So, so that was a little bit annoying. Uh, but tell me a little bit about the magnetic decorative handles and hinges you guys have and why they're different uh, and some of the benefits that you think, you know, I know obviously not drilling holes into the door, or whatever, but, um, is there any other benefits long lasting except for, uh, stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Well, I admire your uh, son's creativity. I'm not sure if we'd be able to limit, uh, <laughs> that behavior with the product, but no, our, uh, yeah, the, the magnetic, uh, decorative, um, the hinges and handles, I mean, basically, yeah, you're not drilling holes into the door um with ours you know we have a couple magnets on each of them um so you know they're strong they stick we've tested all that um over time so they're not going to move unless uh you know you're intentionally moving them with your hands um we do place uh a plastic uh i don't know sticker for lack of a better term over the magnet uh, to prevent that corrosion and uh rusting of that magnet over time. Um, so I have not seen any of the, I've not seen any of the, uh, you know, marks on the door, like you described, um, with our kits. Um, so yeah, so they do have the seals over the magnet. Um, the magnet sizes are good, so it'll stay on the door. Um, we do make ours out of a, uh, UV resistant plastic, uh, ABS material. Um, so that does not fade over time. Um, we, we sell them black, um, but ABS also takes, you know, if you had some sort of outdoor uh, spray paint, if you wanted to match your shutters or, you know, some other thing, if you wanted to paint it brown, you could, or red, you know, so we've seen people do that. Um, it does hold that uh, spray paint well. Um, you know, just an advantage of the plastic over metal is that, you know, um, metal hinges and handles will you know, corrode and rust over time. And then that'll create a streak mark on the door. Right. Um, and so then you have to mess around with, you know, painting the outside of your door every so often. So yeah, the, the magnetic handles are an easy upgrade to, you know, a home's look, uh, curbside appeal. Um, so yeah, so we, we just, uh, you know, when we talk about it with dealers, it's, it's an easy upsell for the dealer to a homeowner. Um, you can tell them, you know, Hey, if you want to move it around, eventually you can, if you don't want the hinges, you can take those off, you know, over time. Um, so we do have people that mess around with the, you know, just configuration of the magnets. Um, so yeah, so it's a good upsell, just like the rollers are an upsell, just like the, you know, weather seals and upsell. So, I mean, it's just another one of those things where, you know, you're adding value to that homeowner transaction. Yeah, we, it's interesting. We just had a conversation internally here at Aaron overhead doors about the, um, the placement of handles and hinges on a four panel, five panel, three panel door. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is, uh, just to make it easy when we're in the sales process, 
I'm going to have a laminated sheet drawing of, you know, each possible design of hardware, one set, two set placement of handles, placement of hinges, et cetera. And then um, we're going to use that visually and circle it and then have that in the file so that uh, when the installer gets there, he doesn't have to get the customer involved when it comes to the placement. But I just thought about this. Another way we could do it is the salesman could literally have the handles and hinges on site and kind of place them on their current door when he's doing the sales process and just confirm if it's going to be the same amount of uh, sections, it would work really well. I think that the challenge with that would be if, if it wasn't, but if you're using the decorative heart, the decorative hardware that's magnetic anyway, it's an easy process and they can go ahead and put them on however they want the installer uh, based on how they purchased. And then the customer could even move them if they wanted to. Um, so lots of benefits, I think to the magnetic option and opens up whole new opportunity for us to kind of speed things along and uh, not have to bug the customer anymore. And we have to, Tell me about the magnetic window inserts. This is an interesting concept that I've never seen before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're launching uh, magnetic windows as well. Um, so, you know, windows are not on every garage door, um, and it's kind of hard to get windows on a garage door if you don't already have them. Um, so, yeah, so the magnet is an easy way, um, you know, to just kind of keep adding to the curb appeal of the door. Um, it does you know, have a classic look, um, you know, what the way we're going to do it is, uh, you know, it's, they, they come as four by six squares. So you get 16 squares per eight foot section of the door. You know, so if you have a double door, just, you know, 32 squares. Um, but then we're also going to have a template in the, uh, package where, you know, it's going to be curved. So you, if you wanted to curve out the windows as well, you can um, just follow the template with a pair of scissors and uh, you can curve the windows as well. But yeah, it's definitely a good addition um, to the magnetic handles and hinges. Now, I don't know if you know the answers to this. I'm going to kind of change, change directions here and talk more about the industry product and, and uh, distribution, but do you guys, and, and maybe you can't talk about it, but I know there's like a lot of people trying to throw patents on garage door parts and stuff like that. Do you guys ever run into that? And and I assume you guys have patents on the Duralift products, but is there is there any issues with evolution of our products? Like due to, due, and you don't have to talk specifics, but uh, due to people just holding patents and, and keeping the products hostage? Uh, we have not really seen that. Um, I think uh, the, the research that I've done, I mean, that's the first garage door roller. I think the first patent was like 1917, if I'm getting that right. But uh, these things have been out there for a while. Um, you know, so just with the statute of limitations, I think a lot of the uh, uniqueness and things like that have long been expired. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see that more in – things like uh, openers and remotes and things like that, where there's proprietary radio frequencies or whatever they're working with the openers. Um, But yeah, we don't see it a lot with the, uh, let's call it the the hard parts, like the, you know, hinges and rollers and things like that. All right. So let's go a little bit behind the scenes. 
What are some misconceptions that you hear door dealers have about manufacturing products like rollers and just garage door parts in general? Are there any that you guys think that dealers just have a misconception that maybe we could clear up? Yeah, I mean, maybe the biggest misconception I could think of would be, uh, you know, China manufactured parts. Um, just as far as, uh, you know, questioning the quality. Um, what we've done in, uh, you know, our plants, everything is automated over there. Um, so we, there's, there's not somebody assembling a roller. It's all automated with machines and things like that. Um, so we've got some pretty cool processes going on, you know, that, you know, are constantly being evaluated from a quality control standpoint. Um, you know, and then we do make uh, other products in the USA where we do think it's important, like the weather sales. Uh, we manufacture the springs in the U.S., uh, things like that. So I think in general, um, and understandably so, you know, a U.S. made product is desirable, but right. um, there's definitely no quality issues when you got just, you know, an automated process going on like that. That's good. So what are, what's the most difficult thing that you can think of when it comes to maybe in the past or current, um, actually distributing your product? Um, so you guys do a phenomenal job of building it, but have you guys hit any roadblocks when it comes to like distributing to dealers? Yeah. Um, I think probably the, the biggest one would be, uh, just the distribution facilities. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies, a lot of distributors out there that have, you know, let's say 15 distribution facilities across the U S um, so that they can, you know, provide costs of uh, lower cost of shipping, faster delivery and things like that. Um, so, I mean, what we've done, I mentioned that we have, um, you know, two warehouses uh, in Ohio and Kentucky, and then we've got a warehouse in Los Angeles. Um, so we're pretty quick, in those uh, parts of the country um, for, you know, truck orders and things like that. Um, but then with the online, I think a lot of people are used to, uh, you know, the Amazon Prime model where, you know, you can order product online and expect it to be there in two to three days. Um, and that's uh, kind of the new normal, you know, just where you can get online, order something. Uh, you know, we process all the orders within 24 hours. Um, in our warehouses, so, I mean, you know, you've got companies like UPS and FedEx. They've <laughs> created, you know, billion-dollar companies getting product to people fast. So um, I think it's a little bit of a change of the guard as far as uh, online ordering goes. So the demands are high. Dealers want it now. How do you balance demand and keeping costs down? Because the quicker we want it, the faster you have to manufacture it, probably the more expenses go into it. How do you balance the difference between fast and cheap? Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd be surprised how many, uh, rollers can be made in one day, uh, effectively, but yeah, we do have, uh, stockpiles of inventory. Um, so let's say, and you know, Factory A, you know, they've got a container ready to go um, that we haven't, you know, placed an order yet for. Um, so, yes, we do We do kind of, you know, have inventory ready for flights and demand uh, like that. Um, so, yeah, that's 
say that's probably the best way to answer it. Okay. And um, what are some challenges that you have as a business that maybe we just don't know about? Now, I'm not looking for trade secrets or big issues, but from a dealer perspective, I'm trying to bridge the gap between suppliers and dealers. So for dealers, one of our biggest issues is, you know, getting the stuff we order correct. Um, that's a big problem in our industry. Uh, the products are either damaged, um, delayed. Um, there's massive problems right now, of course, with, with COVID-19 and the deliveries. But even prior to that, like I know for us, one of the biggest struggles that we have is just that, right? Is, is how do we get our products consistently quality, like good quality and, um, and manage that, uh, properly and the expectations with our customers. What are some challenges you guys have? Uh, if you haven't already addressed it, maybe you have. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think just tying into what you said, um, we've invested significant amount of money into our backend system. Um, you know, so we have a, you know, two year old, uh, ERP system now, um, where that had a lot of kinks initially, you know, we're, we're connecting a lot of different softwares into a master software and, you know, so we've got the website talking to it. We've got credit cards going on it. We've got UPS, you know, uh, sending data back and forth. Um, so yeah, so I'd say that was probably a large hurdle to, you know, first of all, get to the point as a business where we needed something like that and then implementing it effectively. Um, so now we've really become efficient in processing orders and having visibility, you know, into supply chain, into forecasting, um, into, you know, just specific order details. Um, that's something we've really worked to optimize and, uh, we are there now. So knock on wood, but <laughs> that, that definitely helps in, uh, you know, getting orders correct, um, having, real-time data, you know, if somebody calls up, you know, where's my stuff? We know exactly where it is in the process and things like that. So how can we as dealers and suppliers work better together? Like, is there anything that you could think of that if you could, um, and there's so many disconnects, I guess what I'm getting to is you guys supply the product, we install it. I think what we're experiencing right now with a lot of uh, suppliers is we may have problems or issues once we install it or, you know, whatever. And there's really no great source for us to go report that stuff to. And then you guys don't know, right. In a lot of cases. So, and this is probably more so for larger companies, but uh, I want to ask the question to you anyway, how can we as door dealers, work with you guys to make the whole, the whole process better? Yeah. Well, first of all, having podcasts like this uh, is nice, you know, to talk to uh, real live people and hear their concerns and things. Um, You know, I personally work uh, on marketing and sales. I talk to dealers, you know, at, you know, on site, you know, at trade shows, things like that. Um, You know, so I think, just kind of having open dialogue, um, you know, with manufacturers like us, um, you know, just helps in general for, you know, making products better and things like that. And then what we do, 
uh, with our Duralift brand, um, we have a minimum of one-year warranty on everything that we sell. Um, so we have a, you know, process that dealers can go through to, you know, report a warranty, get a credit for it. Um, in the meantime, we're talking to them, saying what happened, you know. So we're, we're tracking that, like I said, in our ERP system. Um, so we're seeing, you know, not that there's a ton of warranties, but we're, we have, you know, visibility on, you know, failures or things like that in the field that we need to address. Um, I think just kind of having that open dialogue, having a, you know, warranty policy that a manufacturer actually stands behind is important. Um, you know, the, the 6200CZ roller that we mentioned, uh, we have a lifetime warranty on that. Um, so that's, what you does know, that mean? They, uh, is it a limited lifetime warranty or you guys are just saying, hey, this roller is legit. Anything goes wrong, you let us know and we'll replace it? Yeah, essentially. Um, a lifetime, I mentioned the uh, 200,000 cycles. Um, so once, you know, 200,000 cycles, you know, the that's going to be 70 years, <laughs> you know, yeah. typically. So I don't know what the average homeowner owns a house for, but the house um, gets knocked down, but the rollers are still good. (laughs) Exactly. So, but yeah, so just open dialogue, you know, like I said, we got that warranty process so we we keep our ears on the ground and uh, go from there. But so I have a request uh, from a dealer standpoint and I'm going to hit every interview I do with this right here. And um, our industry is dealers. We lack data uh, bad. Uh, nobody wants to give out data. Um, I, I would love, to, and I don't know if there's any data your company can provide, but I would love, uh, especially our, our door manufacturers and maybe operator manufacturers, we need data. You know, it doesn't have to be like specifics, but percentages. Um, and I know I heard that IDA has hired a third-party uh, data company to take all the data and kind of aggregate it. And, um, that way no secrets get put out. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know what data is going to come out of that, but I, I'm, I'm really excited because I feel like the more data we have as dealers and the more information about our products, like you, you've given us makes us better. It makes us better as salespeople, makes us better as companies, more educated. And so, um, is there any data sets that you could think of that you guys might be able to provide, uh, maybe not like, okay. Um, you know, uh, data that would, would even be proprietary to you guys, but, but more, uh, I'm thinking like a really simple data set would be, uh, we're see, we saw a 3% increase in spring sales or a, you know, 2% increase in roller sales and, and we can contribute it to this, Um, and then it doesn't necessarily have to be delivered by you guys. It can be delivered by a third party where we don't even know who the data came from. Right. Um, but there's certain data sets that I feel like as dealers, it would be very helpful if we had information as much as possible so that we can understand trends and, uh, make adjustments in our businesses accordingly. Is there any data that you guys have that you feel would be beneficial to us? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we work with a lot of uh, uh, universities, actually. The one that comes to mind, um, there's a report out there, it's, uh, IBIS World, IBIS World. Um, 
So I can uh, share that with you. We can put it on the Torsion Talk link on our website. Um, but there's a report out there that gets released every year. It's you know basically the state of the garage door. Uh, they both have a manufacturing, and then they also have a door dealer uh, report. Um, so they kind of show you everything from geographics to the macroeconomics of it. You know what's the expected growth or decline in the next. 10 years and things like that. So it's actually a really interesting report, and we look at it just from a macro perspective um, to see, you know, where the concentration of dealers are, where the um, industry looks to be going. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we've got some macro reports like that um, that we've accessed through different universities. And then um, we also have product-specific reports for our uh, products, so we have them going through load testing and things like that all the time, um, and we're required to provide that to certain manufacturers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's stuff that we are definitely looking at, and then I think that's a good idea to try to make that more available to a dealer. Yeah, now I'm looking at this um, IBIS, IBIS world. Um, I mean, the data is important, and I feel like we could definitely benefit from it but I'm not sure every dealer can pay a thousand dollars to access a report. Um, you know, most dealers in the country can't or probably won't cause they don't see the value, but, uh, I'm sure this data is proprietary and, and they probably have to charge for it. So, um, but I would love to get to a point where we can make it affordable or maybe even drill down and, and, and distribute that information to our dealers, even the smaller ones, so they can get uh, better at what they do. So speaking of dealers, do you guys offer co-op funds for, let's say like I was a run of Facebook ad on Duralift rollers. Uh, do you guys offer any type of co-op uh, reimbursement funds for that? It's no secret that I bring on advertisers of products that I use and love. I love it when I sign up for a service and feel good about it before, during, and after. Service Titan has made our customer experience significantly better. We use automated messages to go out to our customers to streamline communication. Our customers love the fact that they can text in and we know who they are by name. All communication between our customers via call text is attached to their customer account so text can review it prior to arriving to a job. I love the campaign source report. It tells me which marketing campaigns are working. My favorite feature is the new marketing feature that allows me to set up drip campaigns and email our customers based on what they bought or didn't buy from us. Check out Service Titan at servicetitan.com forward slash torsion for your free demo. Uh, we do not uh, directly. Um, we don't have an active program, but if anybody is inclined uh, to do that, we're definitely would be open to the conversation. I know different sites like Amazon and, uh, you know, different e-commerce giants like that um, have affiliate links that you can get and link to certain products if you're writing an article or something like that. So I'm sure uh, there's definitely a few articles, you know, using affiliate links towards our products. And then this is more for me probably than anybody, but I've spent probably hundreds of hours putting together spreadsheets from different door manufacturers. I sell nine, 10 different residential door manufacturers. Um, I sell Genie, LiftMaster, Somer, and trying to put all the models in, the parts, the pricing, the you know variants of pricing and all that stuff takes a ton of time. Um, 
do you guys have a way for us to be able to maybe export a parts list with pricing in an easy uh, formatted way, like an Excel spreadsheet or a CSV file? Uh, yeah, we don't have it uh, publicly available. Um, but yeah, definitely we have documents like that internally um, that we'd be willing to, you know, provide. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'll probably reach out to you here soon. Um, so would you be willing to, I've got an idea. I'm not sure I'm going to do it yet. Uh, but if I were to create a kind of committee of dealers and suppliers uh, for the garage door industry, would you be interested in joining that committee? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, is it, I don't know if you guys know this, but the, the garage door industry is highly competitive. Are there just a ton of manufacturers of rollers and bottom seal and everything else um, in the industry? Are you guys dealing with just high competitive or because you guys have kind of made a niche thing of just selling high quality stuff, do you feel like you guys have just kind of separated yourself from, from the high end or the, the everyday competitor? Yeah, no, it's definitely a uh, highly competitive industry. I mean, people uh, have been manufacturing door parts easily since the 20s, you know, pretty heavily since, uh, you know, suburban America, you know, started to grow. But, um, yeah, that, that was the whole concept of Duralift is that, you know, we we were making these parts, you know, for manufacturers to their specifications and things like that. And so the whole concept of Duralift was to, yeah, create a differentiated, product um that you know is going to be a premium price point um but also is going to have you know better performance so i think that's important in any industry or any product to try to separate yourself like that so yeah there's a lot of people making rollers making weather seals and things like that so that's where uh i think it's important to differentiate yourself which we have and then i think it's an opportunity for a dealer to sell a you know, better product um, to a customer who would be concerned about something like that. I mean, if you're installing a garage door roller um, on a door that's protecting, you know, a hundred thousand dollar car or something like that, I mean, that person's going to be interested, um, right? You know, in some premium type of art. So, thanks. So, uh, one of my last questions here, and we'll wrap up. Uh, let's say a dealer has thought about using your products, but haven't already, or they're thinking about it now uh, because of the podcast. What would you say to him or her? Not so much a sales pitch, but uh, if you were to take yourself out of the role that you're in and you knew the product as well as you do, uh, what's something that you would say to encourage them uh, to try the product? Yeah, no, again, I mean, I think it's just smart to position your business as, you know, a dealer that uh, does provide, you know, a premium product, um, whatever that is, from openers to the door companies, you know, that, uh, you know, you deal. Um, you can also position your company, like, as a better company um, with the parts. Um, and I do look at it as an upsell type of product, uh, the Duralift brand. Um, I think it just kind of, if you have to culture, if you're trying to build a culture of excellence, you know, for your dealer dealership, um, you know, that's, I think that Duralift is, uh, has a good, 
brand name in the industry and you can see it in the product. So That's good. And so speaking of ordering from you guys, you have agreed to a deal for our listeners, which I'm very pumped about. So tell us a little bit about the deal since we teased them earlier. I can't forget and it's on my mind. So go ahead and share the deal that you're willing to offer and for how long. Sure. Yeah. So for um, everybody listening to the podcast, thank you. Um, yeah, we've agreed to a 15% discount on an initial order uh, through our website, uh, garageparksplus.com. Uh, so we will have a coupon code active from now uh, through uh, really um, just your first order. So we're not going to put any uh, time limit on it because I know people consume podcasts you know, faster than others sometimes, but yeah, so we'll have a coupon code on the website, uh, just torsion talk, one word. So just go to your cart and then you'll see a coupon field. Um, so just torsion talk and then, uh, that will give you the 15% discount. Um, we will also have a landing page on the website, uh, garageparksplus.com slash torsion, torsion talk, uh, where you can submit a form, uh, to become a dealer. And then we will, you know, approve you for the back end, and you'll see added discounts uh, to the product. Um, and that's largely banded just based on how much you order. So you can kind of play around with your cart and see, uh, you know, the discounts there. Um, we are available um, for, you know, over phone calls, over emails, and things like that um, if you have specific questions for your business. So we're excited to work with everybody and see how it goes. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate the uh, discount. I know our listeners will too. And if this goes down like it usually does with our sponsors and everybody else, uh, you should see some support from our guys and, um, and women. Uh, we have some women dealers that are listeners. So thank you to those as well. Uh, so uh, you should get some orders. So I'm really excited about uh, hearing how that went. I've got some quick hitters for you. Uh, we did this in the very beginning of season one and we got some good feedback and I stopped doing it and I don't know why, but uh, I've got some questions for you. These are intended to be questions that I ask that you have to give me a straight, quick answer to. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. What type of garage door and opener do you have on your house? Uh, overhead garage door, uh, Odyssey opener. Okay. Uh, do you have a hobby and what is it? Hobby? Yeah, I'm actually uh, pretty into frisbee golfing. Frisbee golf? I've never done that, but I want to. Very cool. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac for sure. Good choice. Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron? Who's the GOAT? Well, I got to say Jordan. I don't know if you watched that uh, at the uh, last game, but I really enjoyed that show. It was great. I got chill bumps. I had my kids watch it. They're like 11 and 6. So I, um, I told him, I said, look, you want to be good at something? This is, this is, you do it like Jordan. What's your favorite movie? Movie, uh, Dark Knight, Batman. Very good. Good choices. I love them. Good answers. Uh, huge fan of your product. I think you guys are doing it right. Uh, good things in the future for you guys. I'm definitely going to make an order uh, for some rollers. I've got about a thousand left back there uh, between long stem and, and four inch. But once we get a little bit lower, I'm going to reach out to you guys and get my account set up and order some rollers. I think in, in a market where it is so competitive, having sealed uh, 
rollers will be excellent. I think being able to tell the story of eight ball and, um, and how they're not rubbing up against each other and wearing each other down. And I mean, there's so many selling features. And uh, so I'm excited about that. Do you have last question and then we'll cut it loose. Do you have a, um, a roller that might be cut in half, kind of like the visual that you gave that you could send out as maybe like a demo uh, or like a, like a sample for people to be able to show customers? Uh, well, we do not currently, but I think that's a great idea. Well, uh, we'll definitely look into it. Awesome. If you could do that, I'll, I'll order one or two. I'll pay for it. I don't care, but it would be great if we had, well, I'd order one for every truck. Um, if we could walk into a garage with that and show them how the ball bearings are, um, what's it called? I think the, uh, 6200 ZZ, uh, the caged. Yeah. Caged, caged ball bearings versus just having them rub up against each other. So I think, I think that's great. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you can figure out a way to make some of those, I'll buy one for every one of my trucks. And I think that, you know, people are very visual. So if we can show them that it'll definitely help. So I like it. Good idea. Well, thanks for joining our show today, man. It's been a pleasure and I've learned a lot and hopefully our listeners will learn a lot and order parts from you guys going forward. And, uh, is there anything you want to say to our audience before we cut it loose? No, just uh, thanks for your time. I hope you guys uh, learned a little bit today and uh, definitely appreciate it being on the show. Awesome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. Garagepartsplus.com. They have uh, parts there. You can contact them about being a dealer, online ordering, the whole bit. And uh, if I understand it correctly, we can buy sealed rollers for as little as how much per roller? Uh, 70 cents, 70 cents a piece. That's cheaper than I'm buying them. Not sealed. That's crazy. Good job. Uh, really excited about your product and giving it a try. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. Thank you.